0: Hello and welcome to The Better Business Show with me, Tom Idle. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up this week...
1: goes really believe in equal rights, so the male and the female take part in um, child-rearing, looking after the eggs. They sort of live in social harmony. So it is all about balance in society and giving equality of access to both sexes, both genders, really, and giving people choice.
0: Yes, we're talking about, among other things, flamingos this week with Shahirazad Umbreen, founder of Shoes by Shahirazad, finding out how her high-heels shoe business is helping women to empower other women everywhere. Stay tuned. Yeah, welcome back. This is episode 35 of The Better Business Show. Very much appreciate you you tuning in, coming back to us. uh, For those of you who are loyal listeners, um, for those of you that are coming to us for the first time, perhaps you've stumbled across us on iTunes or SoundCloud or somewhere like that, um, we have a website. It's uh, www.betterbusiness.com dot show uh, and on there you'll find our whole back catalogue of episodes there's another 34 to check out so to so do that if you're coming to us for the first time Uh, That'd be great. Anyway, after being on the road for last week, we were down in Bristol, of course. Uh, We're back to some sort of normality this time. I'm here in the comfort and quietness of my office here in in Narrative Matters HQ. So hopefully the recording quality will be somewhat better than last week. I know it was a bit tricky to to listen in last week, so apologies for that. Uh, But we were trying something a bit different, um, trying to record on location. Uh, which well, wasn't the best, um, so we'll, we'll probably you know, keep that to a minimum going forward. Um, anyway, Vicki Knowles, speaking of Vicki, she is having a week off. I think she's getting far too busy with her own staff and work, so um, she, she, she's going to be back with us hopefully next week. Um, so in the meantime, we'll have our usual format for you in the form of uh, a story uh, all about shoes this week um, and how shoes can empower women. Uh, We're going to meet a company called Shoes by Shahirazad and and meet the founder of that company, Shahirazad Umbreen. And she's going to tell us about um, her products and her business, how she's helping empower women everywhere, not just in the boardroom, but also uh, in the the fields of Kenya and Peru and Pakistan, places like that. Um, So before we delve into our main story this week, I just want to give a few notices, a few things to alert you to. Our t-shirt business uh, is going good guns. Uh, we've had plenty of feedback, people wishing us very good luck with it and saying what a great idea it is. Uh, but we've also had some feedback on the t-shirt designs themselves. Uh, as you'll remember, hopefully if you've uh, been listening the last few weeks, we designed these this whole range of t-shirts with uh, with quotes on them, famous, some you know, famous quotes from... Uh, the great and good from across the environmental movement uh, people like Jonathan Porritt and Nick Stern and James Lovelock and Naomi Klein all these co- kind of guys and we've designed up these t-shirts with these amazing quotes on them and they're, they're really smart um, but we've had lots of other kind of suggestions as to other great quotes we might get printed on these t-shirts so we're going to be looking into that um, I know that uh, there was a, a comment about the fact that actually there's only one woman uh, that's been represented on our t shirts, uh, t shirt designs, and actually, that's something we, we really want to look into as well. So, thanks for all that. I got loads of advice, particularly on LinkedIn uh, when we launched, and we're going to be looking at, at refreshing our, our product range in the coming weeks. Uh, another comment uh, about the t shirt business was that the t shirts are a bit pricey, really, um, so the, they're about 19 quid. Um, which you know is a bit on the steep side for a t-shirt but they you know they are organic they're ethically sourced uh, they're they're made with the highest quality cotton where you know the people working in the fields are being paid fairly um, and that's something that Rapa Nui the company that is behind all this who we uh, who we had on the show in episode 30 uh, and they make sure of all that I mean that's the whole point in their business model Um, but you know they are expensive and you know if you want a t-shirt um, it's you know there's cheaper options out there but if you want to make sure that you know you can sleep at night knowing that they've been made in the best way possible with you know with nobody getting screwed along the way then you know have a look at our t-shirt business so the website is That's Um we do international shipping Um, And yeah, have a look, if you're interested in a new t-shirt with one of these amazing quotes on then it might be something for you now we're also keen to speak with any organisation out there that fancies becoming a part of the show and lending some commercial weight to us to help us uh, sustain the show as we head into the second half of the year we've been running this since the 1st of February uh, putting out episodes every week this is obviously number 35, all without commercial support. And we want and we need to, to change that model. So we're looking for commercial supporters of the show uh, to use the narrative of the Better Business Show to tell your story in a way that that truly engages our awesome audience out there. Um, so if you're keen to know more and find out exactly what I mean by this, then then give me a shout, give me an email, uh, give me a call. It's uh, I'm, My email is tomiddle.com at narrativematters.co.uk we'd love to have you join us uh, and become a commercial partner of the better business show right anyway let's get on with this week's show now i probably don't need to tell you but there's a, there's a problem with with gender it's something the likes of jeremy corbyn the man still battling to to win his place at the as the leader of the, the labour opposition party here in the uk it's something that you know he's keen to address. He's called for small businesses to report their gender pay gaps, claiming that women were overrepresented, particularly in the lowest-paying jobs. Not long after he came out with this this uh, comment, the Times published figures revealing that it is men that occupy all of the senior roles in Corbyn's team, while women. Are relegated to the lowest paid positions. So even those at the far left of this debate are failing to take appropriate steps to really redress the balance. Of course, the situation is even worse in business. Take our supposedly enlightened cousins in Silicon Valley, Facebook and Twitter, very happy to talk about the importance of diversity, but only 16% and 13% of their technology roles, respectively are occupied by women as gabriel phillips writes in management today last week many seem to work under the false assumption that there aren't enough qualified women to work or even talk about the lack of uh, gender diversity in the sector Uh, a recent panel on gender equality and inclusion in the workplace hosted by paypal failed to include a single woman speaker while michael moritz the ceo of sequoia capital said that the company was not willing to lower their standards for the sake of diversity. Outside of the developed world, millions of female workers worldwide continue to be deprived of basic rights such as schooling or a rest day or even a minimum wage. And our guest business this week is campaigning to support the well-being of women and girls through its own commercial venture, Shoes by Shahirazad is a for-purpose company, and since launching earlier this year, has already empowered many women in Kenya, Peru, Pakistan, Palestine, through its 18-hour heels. I'll let Shahirazad pick up the story. Here she is. Now, Shaz, thanks for joining us here on the Better Business Show. Uh, you got in touch with me completely out of the blue, wanting to, to come on the show and, and, and tell your story. The only reason I mention that is because I really encourage our other listeners to do the same. So if you, you know, think you've got a great story to tell, then just get in touch with me, just like Shaz did. Uh, so Shaz, I'm really looking forward to, to exploring your business, uh, Shoes by Shahirazad, uh, which you describe as a for-purpose business. Tell us in a nutshell what it is that you're doing.
1: Okay, well, I had an idea about um, footwear that would be really easy to wear for women who work long 18-hour days. No one should have to work an 18-hour day, but we know that sometimes there is a need for that. So I just thought, what if I could use that passion for footwear to actually make money for women who haven't got the privilege of having a full-time job, who haven't had an education? Um, So the idea is that empowered women who buy my shoes go on and then provide money for people who need an education who are living in poverty so it's all about women empowering women.
0: Okay and where did the idea come from I and mean, we hear a lot about entrepreneurs who you know happen to be traveling or they've stumbled across uh, or witnessed a, you know firsthand an injustice or, or a particular problem yeah. they want to they want to solve and was it the same for you?
1: Um, I suppose kind of I mean I've always worked um, I suppose with big retailers in the UK and there is even within the UK, an imbalance in gender equality and opportunities for women. So I've always sort of, you know, that, that cause has always resonated with me. So I wanted to do something for women who didn't have access to opportunity like I did. So when I, when I was brought up, my mum was really passionate about education and getting access to it. Um, and I had travelled a lot as a child. So um, And I had seen people living in extreme poverty that didn't have access to school. So I thought, yeah, I really wanna do something about this. I just didn't know how, which is why it's taken me so long to realize how I go about it and what I do.
0: Right, and, and so so, what is your career history? What what have you been up to before setting up okay. this
1: business? Um, so I worked in retail, really. So I start, um, right. graduated from university, was a store manager, became an area manager, regional manager, so traditional operations route. Um, and I currently work full-time for um, the cooperative.
2: Right, a uh, big okay.
1: supermarket chain, and I'm head of customer marketing, and I love that job, um, love talking to customers, love PR, marketing, all of that sort of stuff. But I also wanted to do something for other people. Um, I'm not capable of running a marathon to raise money and other things, so I know people do lots <laughs> of different things. So I thought, actually, what I do know about is business. Right. So if I could use my business skill in my personal time to raise money, that's probably my my best way of um, taking on that challenge. So that's what I did, really. So yeah, I work full time. I said, of course, for marketing, and then I do this in my spare time. And wow! Launch the web, launch website in April, and taking it from there. But
0: well, it's hugely impressive because I had no idea that you had a full time job as well. Um, wow! Tell us about your products. Where, where are you making okay. them? I mean, what? Is, what how does how does it all work? What are the the sort of operational elements of the business?
1: Okay. So the products are made in the UK and that was really important to me to have a quality product that was traded with some ethics so we don't use um, sweatshop labour, we don't underpay people, we make sure that anyone who's involved in the process, so be that making the shoe, marketing the shoe is paid a fair wage. And then um, the idea behind the shoe is you can wear it for 18 hours and it doesn't hurt your feet and any woman who's worn some heels will tell you that by probably hour two or three, it's starting to pinch and it's starting to hurt. Yeah. Um, and the inspiration for that came from me sort of like working in boardrooms, looking at women in boardrooms and thinking, you shouldn't be hob- hobbling, it's not a good look. Mm. Um, so invented this concept. So it's all about balance. It's all in the mathematics of how body weight is distributed
2: all right.
1: in the shoe. Um, invented this, took me two years to do it. So whilst working full time, I went to the London College of Fashion Okay, on weekends, so I would travel down there um and learn some of the principles of design, found a factory to support me um in developing this, went away, got the trademarks, did it um so it did take a full two years and yeah, and then launched it later this year. Wow, early this year sorry.
0: wow, so everything's made in the u k is there a team I mean I know you're doing this in your part time, but is there a team behind you doing some stuff or is it yes. all you yeah.
1: No, 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 it's not all I couldn't do it all by myself, so yeah, I've got a great team. I use um freelancers mainly so right. that I can when I have a peek, I can really ramp up the resource that I've got. so um, I work with someone who does my graphic design, web work, um, freelance photography, the factory have been great in helping me with my product development, particularly the jewelry element, right, right. which is jewelry for shoes. Um, so they've been really good in helping me with that and then I have people doing social media for example another element so yeah a great team supporting me
0: so you call it jewelry, so this is bits and bobs that you can buy that you kind of attach to the shoes right
1: yeah so it's a plain shoe by day so when you're in the boardroom it's plain black and smart yeah or plain blush and smart and then you have some jewelry in your handbag in a pouch which we supply and then when you head to the bar from the boardroom, you slip on your shoe, and it's a totally different shoe. So um, it's all about sustainability, buying quality and not having to um, change your shoes and waste a lot of money on lots of um, other pairs. You can just buy this one pair and have lots of different looks.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And so so, how much of the the, the profit is being donated? I think you're using global giving, aren't you, as a, as a sort of mechanism to, yeah. to support uh, women's empowerment, I guess. I mean, how much of the profit is being donated?
1: So um, it, we've got, we're have got we working in five countries at the moment and we aim to give three months of education for every pair of shoes sold. So it's different for different countries. So, for example, in Palestine, it costs a lot more because of accessibility and sending funds over, for example. Um, and in Kenya, it costs a lot less so you can educate more people with less funds. So that, what we aim for is three months of education per pair.
0: Right, and so, so the money is largely going on, on empowering young women through education. And how did you, yes. how did you decide that that was the, the, be- the best way to spend this money?
1: Because I didn't want to just give money to a cause, and then it'd be used to set something up, and then, and then that's it. So um, I just thought, at least with education, it's about sustainability, so pe- women can go on and learn to make their own living. Mm. so that um, they can go on and look after their own futures, whereas normally if you just invest in one cause, that's it. Um, you know, it lasts for a few months and then after they go, I just wanted them to be able to look after themselves and give them choice and give them independence. Yeah,
2: yeah. So
1: that's what we've been doing.
0: And I, and I wonder whether the, the kind of women's empowerment story um, sort of works its way all the way through the business in terms of those people that you're employing as freelance, but also the people in the, in the factory in, in the UK. Uh, is that part of the story as well?
1: Um, yeah, it's really struck a chord with people. So, um, for example, the um, graphic designer that I work with, a web designer, is really inspired by women's empowerment. Um, the women that are using the photo shoots are all my friends and family.
2: Okay. Um, so, right. we
1: don't use models, we don't photoshop people. They are real women. You've got to some come good-looking for, friends.
2: <laughs> 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 they're
1: genuinely an so One of them's um, my sister as well, actually. Um, my sisters all work full-time as well, and they help me out with um, modelling and distribution and all sorts of different things. So um, we do that there, and then we do have men, obviously, who work in the company as well, but they're really proactive about women's empowerment as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this notion of em- empowered women. You know empowering other women is, is hugely powerful I mean you use um the flamingo as the analogy don't you Tell us what's so yes. special about the about the flamingo
1: so flamin- flamingoes really believe in equal rights, so um the male and the female take part in um child rearing looking after the eggs um until they hatch they sort of live in social harmony um so it is all about balance in society and giving equality of access to both sexes both genders really and giving people choice yeah as to what they want to do so yeah that's where it comes from
0: and they're good on their feet as well of course which uh which comes back to, to your heels uh, the 18 yeah. ha- the 18 hour heels it sounds really painful and you're right you, you do see lots of women in offices hobbling around clearly yeah. you love your heels like so many women out there loving their heels it's really hard for me as a, as a bloke to to kind of make any sort of judgment about women's fashion because, well, you know, I'm not a woman, and I've never worn heels, and I do wonder about heels. I mean, are they are they empowering as a, as a kind of fashion statement? What, what what sort of statement are you making by by wearing high heels?
1: So um, we never endorse that all women should always wear heels. It has to be about choice. And I wear heels and flat shoes, but when I choose to wear heels. I want to know that I can walk as fast as I would in flats, that um, they're not going to make me look ridiculous and they're not going to hurt me. So um, the empowerment angle comes from the choice and the ability to be able to wear them all day without looking ridiculous and hobbling around or waddling around like a duck. So is it empowering? I guess it comes down to personal choice. It's empowering if you choose to as you can
0: yeah right tell us a bit more about the the kind of science behind the product and how you how you developed it obviously it was an idea you had i mean talk us through the stages about how you you brought that to market
1: um okay so the first bit was actually designing the shoe um so i did study flamingos for two years and thought how do they stand what's um the balance that's involved what's the mathematics and then applied that to a court shoe Worked with a factory um to develop that with the mathematics and try it out with various different women. So my sisters, people I work with, they tried various iterations of shoes to make sure you could wear it for 18 hours. So we don't expect women to wear shoes every day for 18 hours because it's a long day, but if you have to, we wanted to put it through that test. Yeah. So I did that. So once I was happy with that, it was then about developing the shoelery element. So again, had lots of different tests because the first bit of shoelery we did, didn't stay on so long or the gems would fall out um so it was all about making sure it's durable durable in the rain and you know all sorts of weathers and looked good as well it was easy to carry around in your handbag how easy is it to slip on when you move from the border to the bath so we did all that testing mm. um and then once i was happy with the product it was about sort of thinking about the brand voice so do we talk about the flamingo concept um what brand name do we give it what's the look and feel and sort of elements like using real women for for photography was a really big decision because um you know there's a reason that models are used in magazines Mm. and in marketing but actually if the product is about empowering women which it is, i wanted to show the reality of what's out there so Made all those sorts of decisions and um, then approached someone to help design the website because my, what I wanted to do was business to customer. Yeah. So working on business to business, which is the next stage. So she looked at the website, built um, a bit of social media momentum before I then launched the product, switched the website on after having a set of pilot stock made and took it from there really. Um, yeah. And it did cough really quickly and really well.
0: It's amazing. Clearly, you're having fun with it as well. I mean, you you refer to yourself on the website as the as the shoe EO, don't you? Um, yes. Funnily enough, we had we had a TEO on the show last week. We had Seth Goldman, founder of Honest T. Um, so there's clearly a trend emerging. Did you always know that you wanted to to run a, your own business? No, I didn't know.
1: I mean, I've loved all the jobs that I've had. Um, working for other businesses but it just got to a stage where i thought well i've been working for other businesses for seven years and i still enjoy doing that and i want to do that but i'd really like to put my business skills to the test now so no it's only been a recent realization
0: yeah but 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 clearly there was an interest in in women's empowerment in i mean you're yes. working you're working for the cooperative so there's a there's obviously a background in in kind of sustainable business that that kind of uh, the notion of that um i mean what, what advice would you have for for others that are, that are doing something similar to you starting out with a setting up a for-purpose business any any advice you could give
1: yeah i mean the reason i set it up as a for-purpose rather than a not-for-profit is because it does make you think more commercially and it does make you think about, well, actually, you do need to invest money in good marketing, good PR, to get your story out there, talk about the brand, and then reinvest the profits in a commercial way to help, you know, drive sustainable results. So my advice for other people starting up would be trust the people around you and use the people around you because if you try and do it on your own, you will never get as much done. Mm. Um, Whereas for me, I can work full time. I can um, focus on other things and have a work-life balance because I'm able to grow the business much quicker by using a team of people around me.
2: Yeah, right. I
1: think often there's a reluctance to um, do that when you're starting out.
0: That's right. Is there anything that you'd do differently if you you sort of started the whole process again?
1: Um, Is there anything I'd do differently? That's a a good question, actually. It's still... Early on, um, to me, so the, as I say, I only launched the website in April. Yeah. I guess more confidence in I've had to hold my nerve quite a lot early on, obviously, in putting in the stock orders and you know, big financial risk as well. Yeah, um, so just having more faith at the beginning, I didn't realize it would take off so quickly. Um, so yeah, just, just hold your nerve, I think. Yeah, the biggest yeah. Thing I'd do.
0: so at what point will you, if at all? Um, leave your your day job to do this full time?
1: Um, So for me, this isn't about earning anything. It is about raising money for charity. So the more I can do that, the better. And I'll just expand um, the group of people that support me around me to do that. So I don't have any plans to leave my day job at present.
0: Okay. I think it's interesting. I I don't know how you fit it all in, Chaz. It's brilliant. I love the story. We've had a number of fashion brands on the show in the last few months. And I've I've really loved telling these stories about how brands like yours are trying to shift the dial, you know, whether it's using real women in, you know, in advertising, whether it's encouraging more conscious shopping, uh, but, you know, getting women to consider empowering other women, I think it's hugely powerful. Um, and you know, wish you all the very best with this. It's a, it's a great business. I encourage our listeners to go and check out Shoes by Shahirazad. Uh, Shaz, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks, Tom.
0: Shahirazad Umbreen, there, founder and shoe EO of Shoes by Shahirazad. I um, hope you'll agree. Another fascinating story. And of course, you know, we spent the show talking about gender and it's not lost on me the fact that during the 35 weeks we've been doing this show um, we've had 40 guests and just 11 of them have been women of course it's not conscious I don't think for one minute that the story of a man is more important or enlightening or insightful uh, than that of a woman it's just happened and it's a huge imbalance and I will be working hard to address that balance over the coming weeks, because you know, as we've been talking about, it's really important we get that balance right to reflect what's actually happening out there, out there in the world of, of, of better business. So we'll certainly be doing that. Um, anyway, you can find out more about uh, shoes by Shahira's ad in today's show notes. Uh, we always include the links to the website and some pics of, uh, of our guests. So. Uh, you'll find some some pictures there of Shaz, and there's a great shot of her and her sister and her friends all playing the role of of shoe models uh, for her business, as she she referenced during that conversation. So there's a picture of them there. So have a look at that, uh, and let me know what you think of Shaz and and her business and what she's doing. It's incredible what some people are able to do in their spare time. You know, here she is. You know, she's it's a fully fledged business that's being run on an absolute shoestring in the spare time of Shaz. As she you know, she carries out her work for the cooperative. Uh, really, really inspirational. Uh, it's a great story. And as I said at the outset, uh, Shaz got in touch as she really wanted to tell her story on the show, having you know, I guess, listened to a few episodes. And if that's you, if you're running running a business, you know, that deserves the Better Business Show treatment give me a shout, or perhaps you know of a business that you know you think should be featured here on the show, please do get in touch. Right, that's it for another week. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. That goes out every Friday. You can do that on our website, betterbusiness.show. Um, the best way to stay in touch with us is to subscribe to the show via iTunes or SoundCloud, uh, and you won't miss an episode as we release them every, every Monday morning. Um, But that's it. That's it for us. Thanks again. We'll be back again next Monday. So until then, goodbye.